Hello, CCV family. It's great to be with you. Today is going to be way different than what I had planned. If you've ever been to one of our services or if you've been a part of our church for a while, you'll know that about every couple years, I'll stand up on the stage and I'll rip up a sermon and say, I'm not preaching that. And I'm doing that today. I'm going to take the sermon or the three sermons that, that I put together for this week and I'm going to put them to the side. And the reason I'm doing that is twofold. Number one, the governor came out and made a declaration that starting immediately, we're not going to be able to meet um, as a church because he put a mandate together that said that there would be no groups in a building larger than 25. And so we've already been meeting in terms of small groups and different meetings and stuff. But you know that at the beginning of the summer, our leadership communicated that we were planning on going back to church uh, on September 6th and knowing that things could change and that sort of thing. But this was sort of like the nail in the coffin. It's like, so what do we do now? And so that's one thing that was very disturbing uh, that happened. The other thing is that the Barner Research Group did a national study on uh, Christians in the United States. And the Barner Research Group found that one out of every three Christians in the United States that was attending church pre-COVID in March have completely fallen off the radar. They're not attending church physically but they're not attending church online either. They're just completely done with church. And so this is an alarming predicament. On Tuesday, our senior staff got together. Our senior staff would be the leaders that lead each of the departments. We got together for a roundtable discussion, and we were putting the plans together to go back uh, to have public in-person worship services again on September 6th, and we were on target to be able to do that to be under the previous mandate of 250 people. We were going to put our services together. Anyway, and then this thing came out on Wednesday, but the declaration by the governor is not the most alarming thing. The most alarming thing is that this... This... <laughs> This pandemic is crushing the faith of Christians. And particularly, this pandemic is having an adverse effect on the life of our church. Now, there are great things that are going on in our church right now. Like, we just recently had six baptisms. And like there are churches around the country that aren't having anybody come to Christ. We had six baptisms, which was really, really cool. Our mission support, what you are giving faithfully every single week is doing some amazing things. Jose Rodriguez, so I want you to look at these photos right here. Jose Rodriguez, who went, he's our missionary, for those of you who are new, in Panama, and we're partnering with him and leading a church planning effort in Panama City, Panama. Two million people, all Catholic churches, a, a handful, literally five or six evangelical churches in this area. Um, the pandemic has shut down the city, and there are no essential services by and large. And you know what Jose is doing? Jose and this new church 
it's actually an opportunity for them because they're going and they're feeding the poor and people are hearing about Central Church in Panama and, and the love that God has for them. And so here are some pictures right now. Jose was even invited by the chief of police to come and speak to police officers. So you see the pictures, the police officers are there, lined up, listening to Jose. And it's sort of like before when he was in El Salvador, um, he, uh, there was an earthquake and an eruption from a volcano. And as people were leaving the volcano, Jose and his team went up. As other people were leaving, he's going up. And so it's just an amazing example of his faithfulness. We've been able to support and initiate both financially as well as uh, to develop the relationships between our emerging mission in Israel. And there are all kinds of amazing things happening locally. We've had three blood drives. We're getting ready to have one more. We're having a food drive next week where we're going to pack up food and then send it down to Jose in Panama where he can distribute it to people. We have had all kinds of things happening. Uh, we're giving and we're supporting and we're providing actual food as well as financial support to Project Outreach so that we can feed people all throughout this area. Our children's ministry has launched all of these initiatives. Our, our student ministry has uh, creatively uh, put together different gatherings. Our groups are meeting in different ways. Stuff is happening but there's fatigue, and I get it, and I wanted to address that, and I wanted to address that through a scripture, okay? And the scripture comes from Matthew chapter 16. Jesus is meeting with his disciples. He's gathered them for about a year and a half to two years. They have followed him everywhere throughout cities, but Jesus has never asked them personally, hey, by the way, who do you think I am? So he gets them away north of Israel in a place called Caesarea Philippi, which is an area that is a pagan area. It's not a Jewish area. He gets them away, and as they're sitting around a campfire, he says, hey, guys, I just want to ask you a question. You've watched me for a couple years now perform miracles and do all these things. What do you make of me? Who do you think I am? When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, because as we just studied for four weeks, Elijah was this amazing towering figure in the Old Testament, a miracle worker. Others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And Jesus was like, no, no, who do you think I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of God. And then Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. In other words, you have just received right now at this moment a revelation from God. God has actually spoke to your spirit and revealed to you my identity. And then Jesus responded, now that you know my identity, I want to give you insight into my mission. And he said, my mission as the Son of God, as the Messiah, as the person that has come to reclaim this world from its lostness, from its brokenness, from, its cl from the clutches of the evil one, I, the Messiah, Here's my mission. I will build my church 
and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I will build my church. And we see this all throughout the first century. When the church faces an obstacle, like in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, and Acts chapter 4, they're meeting, they begin to be persecuted, they turn around and they start meeting in homes. The Messiah gets killed, they're meeting in the, the portico of the temples, and as well as in the homes. And so the church had this ability, by the mission that Jesus gave, gave it, to, to face any obstacle that was coming in its way and to pivot and change, to be flexible. And what I wanted to stop what I was going to talk about, I had a nice sermon, hopefully we're going to get something out of it, but what I felt that I needed to communicate to everyone that's a part of the CCV family is that during this whole COVID thing from March till midsummer to where we are right now, our posture has basically been one of God's going to get us through this. And then how many of you can, can I, I made a list of all of the phrases I never want to hear again. This difficult season, we're all in this together. These difficult times. Type in the, type in the phrases that you're absolutely sick of hearing. In times like these, if I hear from another commercial that begins, these are unprecedented times. Uh, in uncertain times like these, we'll get through this. And then my personal favorite, as we all adjust to the new normal. I never want to hear these phrases again. But as you look back after COVID from March to about where we are right now, as a church, our posture has been we're going to get through this. We're going to be okay. God loves you. God loves me. We're changing that. We're changing it to the mission that Jesus had, and it is a mission of aggression. It is a mission where we're going now on the offensive. The gates of hell will not prevail against it as we go out to change lives. And so, the governor's plan that he's going to mandate that for a time, and this could last a couple weeks, this could change, we could still meet on September 6th, but, this, but the plan of you can't meet under 25 is not going to stop our church. Next week, we are going to come back with some very specific things that we're going to be doing that I believe everyone in our congregation is going to be like, that's a great idea. Yeah, this, this, that's going to be great. But I want to give you today why this is happening why we're changing our message, why we're changing our posture, why we're going on the offensive. We're changing our posture because this, this pandemic has caused people in our congregation that have successfully overcome addiction to go back into addiction. This pandemic has caused marriages that we're doing okay to get worse. This pandemic has caused an unprecedented level, not just in the nation, but in our congregation, an unprecedented level of anxiety. This pandemic is not a good thing. Everyone initially was like, hey, we'll work from home. This is gonna be a positive thing. We're gonna be able to spend more time alone. 
uh, in our homes, sort of, we'll get through this together. But as we go through this, we realize the long-term devastating effects of being separated from one another in community, in Christian community. And so what we're going to do is we're going on the offensive as a church. We're going to talk next week about the plans for making that happen. But I want you to know that it's because of Jesus's mission. We're just not going to, we're not helpless. We're not standing by waiting for the governor. We are going to fulfill our mission as a church to make more and better disciples. We are going to find people who are far from God in this area And we're going to help them come into a relationship with Jesus. And as newly baptized, redeemed, completely changed people, those people are going to go out and they're going to change their families. And so I'm going to be asking a lot of you to step up in ways that you've never stepped up before. I'm going to be asking you to consider meeting together as the church in ways you've never considered meeting before. I'm going to ask you to do it not so much because, hey, this is a reaction to COVID, but because this is what the church does when it faces an obstacle like this in the 21st century. Jesus is building this church through you, and he has an amazing plan of what he's going to do. We are not on hold. We are not on pause. We are marching forward boldly And you are going to be an essential part of making that happen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the way everyone in our congregation has just so generously given of of their resources during this pandemic. They have so just generously given to help foster kids, people who can't eat, people who can't eat in other countries. God, this congregation is just so amazing. We look forward to what you're going to do as we refocus on your mission of building a church, a community of people that will go out and change the landscape of homes and schools and community. It will be a privilege to be a part of this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Brian Jones Sermons. For more information and to find similar articles on this topic and more, please go to Brian's website at brianjones.com.